This is Salt to Taste, a podcast about extraordinary food and the people behind it. Brought to you by Pana, the cooking app that gives you step-by-step video recipes for master chefs. Um, the format that pie is, we love like, like we did today, like messing with the format a little bit. Like, okay, so like I'm going to put t- pie crust into a tart pan or I'm going to put it into a cast iron pan. Like, what can we do with this that maybe we haven't seen before or maybe we're honoring a tradition with pie or maybe we are so excited about one particular ingredient that, that we're going to figure out how to make it into a pie. In this episode, you'll hear the story of sisters Melissa and Emily Elson of Brooklyn's 4 and 20 Blackbirds Pie Shop. Named Artisans of the Year by Time Out New York in 2011, their pies have received critical praise from outlets like The New York Times, Martha Stewart Living, Oprah, and New York Magazine. Introduce yourself so people know that I'm actually talking sure, to somebody. that we're really here. <laughs> yeah, we're actually here the pie. <laughs> I'm Melissa Elson. And I'm Emily Elson. We're sisters, yeah. Yes, we are sisters, founders, owners, pie makers. Yeah, the sister thing is the, definitely the where we're going to jump off. Sure. Okay. What's that like? Mm. <laughs> you know, if I told you we had an argument in the car on the way over here, would you believe me? <laughs> you should, because it's true. It happened. Um, it, you know, it's um, it's both challenging and not challenging because. You know, you can say anything, but then that's also the challenge is that you can say anything. So mm-hmm. sometimes you don't bite your tongue when you should or, mm-hmm. or um, you know, hold back. And you also know each other really well and you've known each other forever, literally forever. So, um, yeah, we grew up with bedrooms right next to each other. Actually shared a bed as little kids for a long time, too. Just very, you know, we have a, a real intimate knowledge of each other's personalities. And I think that definitely, like, we've been in business together for eight years now, I guess, right? So I think there's certain points where you're like, okay, like, I'm just gonna let that one slide, you know, because I don't, you know, like, you you just know that that's what's going on. But at the same time, there's this really great level of trust because you, um, obviously, we have this same interest at heart. We care about not just us as each other, but our family too. And our business is, is sort of part of a family legacy. I think that those things sort of overlap in a nice way, you know, uh, where the desire to, to, create something great and to create something that our family's proud of and that we're proud of and that is, is a good business are certainly goals that we both share. So, Melissa, are you guys opposites, similar? Like, where's the, mm. what's we're, the story? We're opposite and we're similar because we come from the same family, you know, we were raised by the same parents, so we have a lot of similar um, approaches to things, but we definitely have um, different strengths uh, Emily tends to be the more, um, the more the PR stuff and, and dealing with, uh, the, you know, outreach and, um, whereas I like to be the one that is, you know, fine tuning the recipes and doing the more technical side of things. But at the same time, we both, both have a, uh, a hand in the creativity of the business. You know, all of the recipes and all of the flavors are basically, you know, collaborations in one way or the other. You know, I think I think there are definitely areas where we our strengths cross over, and I definitely think there are areas where um, one of us definitely, you know, is more happy to take the lead on on a certain aspect of the business. How do we come up with this idea? Pie. 
I mean, to take it from love mm-hmm. pie to like, let me do this as a business with right, my sister right. in Brooklyn. I'm like, seriously, how does yeah. that happen? Well, it's that classic thing when you do something, when there's something you love, you should never make it into your job because then, you know, it, then you may not if it's a hobby. But quite frankly, I don't think pie hasn't gotten old for us. It's been, it's been great. And uh, it really came out of, you know, I had studied sculpture and photography and kind of, I was a very hands-on um, education and I'm a hands-on person. And I did work in the arts for quite a while after college. Um, but we both, as children, had talked about starting a business together. And I think we came, we come from a line of entrepreneurs. Our, both our mom and our mom ran a restaurant with her sisters. Our father's a farmer. He still farms independently. We were inspired by that. So as young people, we talked a lot about doing business together and starting something uh, in adulthood. And we found ourselves gravitating back to food. I mean, the pie I'm most excited to try, which I haven't tried of yours, I've tried a couple, um, is the apple Oh, you haven't tried that one yet? Yeah. Salted, salted caramel salted apple. Yeah, that sounds, yeah it's our most popular. Like, like it's been our number one. Um, we, we started this business from home in, in Crown Heights, Brooklyn. I moved into a big old house, and Melissa moved in with me, and we just started baking pie together. And... Um, we were really interested, and I think even going back to your question why, we were really uh, interested in what you could do with pie and how pie is not necessarily confectionery. Cupcakes were really big at the time, and I think we couldn't be more you know, tired and bored of that idea. And, and it just felt like, hey, like we didn't really see people in New York um, doing pie in the kind of old-fashioned handmade way that we had grown up with, with our grandmother making pie. So we really jumped off of inspiration there, and salted caramel apple became like... Just because of that, what you're saying, like it's this very approachable, uh, very delicious sounding, very, you know, what, like, awesome thing. And, and, and it's just, it's became our, our classic apple pie for us. And number one seller still. You've got this kind of soulful roots with this, like, creative twist. I think that's like a, it's an interesting combination. You don't see that often. You'll see, like, the person that does the fastball down the middle apple pie, and mm-hmm. it's good. But, like, probably what's, like, drawn people to you is that combination of, like, super soulful and, and kind yeah. of funky. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's, I, that's definitely a good way I to like put that. it. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> I like uh, kind of funky. That's, funky, a, that's yeah. a good um, yeah. description. Yeah, because we definitely have tried to do things that are, you know, we're not, we're not trying to be weird or different or funky for that sake of just being that way, but we're trying to make it interesting. Something that tastes good and that's original and that maybe is not something you've experienced in pie before, but that isn't this like, you know, 17 different ideas in one pie. It should just really be about the ingredient and about um, the format that pie is. We love like like we did today, like messing with the format a little bit. Like, okay, so like I'm going to put... pie crust into a tart pan or I'm going to put it into a cast iron pan like what can we do with this that maybe we haven't seen before or maybe we're honoring a tradition with pie or maybe we are so excited about one particular ingredient that that we're going to figure out how to make it into a pie going back to what you were talking about earlier pie is sort of pie is baking yes but it's also there's intuition in the, in the way that cooks have to have an intu- intuition um, about you know the way your fillings work or you know when you're working with fruit there's different levels of sugar in in your fruit from different times of the year so you kind of have to make adjustments there and you kind of have to you can't, you can't just if you made it the same way every single time it wouldn't always turn out the same way so you kind of have to 
you know. You have to bake a few pies and get, yeah. get your technique down. Yeah. So that's, I think, that's fun and a, cha- a little bit challenging yeah. too. And it's also what makes pie. I One of the things that really got me about pie, again, as an adult, again, I grew up with this real love of it, you know, with my grandmothers and watching her make pie and eating her pie and being excited when she was baking pies at the restaurant. And this was even before you moved to New York. I just found myself making pie because it, I was like, this is a great challenge. I really enjoyed it. And every time I took a pie to somebody as a gift, that was like I brought them like, you know, I don't know, like a pile of gold or something. They're like, you, the you made me a pie? I, you know, cooking and baking and, and baking specifically was definitely a hobby of mine. And I, I hesitated. You know, there was a time when I considered going to culinary school when I was younger and trying to figure out what to do with my life. But I was like, do I really want, you know, do I want to save that thing as my outlet or do I really want to do it as the full-blown thing? The thing that and, I'm required to, like, make money yeah. off of and that I, you know, the demands. You of, know, like, you're worried that you might ruin it for yourself, but so far... Does that happen? No. no, not no. not the bake. You know the things. The, there are parts yeah, the of running. Stuff. Yeah, the yeah. administrative stuff, yeah, and you know, sure. like forty employees and, and you know, deal, yeah, the city of New York and the, yeah. that sort of stuff. Like, yeah. But when you get in there and you realize what you're doing and you're baking, mm-hmm. yeah, and you step away from it and you and you and you look at the trajectory of where you've come with this thing that you're like, how did I, how did that happen? Sometimes you're kind of like, I can't believe this is this really worked. And there's definitely been times where we're we're like. Should we just get out of this? Should we not do this? But I think all the people that we work with and all the team that we've built and we have our product is very handcrafted, and they all have, are trained to do it by hand. And the, those that work with us and that have stuck with us really love it. And um, and I you know like that also is inspiring to continue. And there's just so much more I want to do with our business too. I think one of the sort of epic stories of Four and Twenty Blackbirds is our Thanksgiving production. And I think if you that's like can be mixed with crazy disasters and also great success. This past year, we baked 4,500 pies in five days, I guess, four days? Four well, days, it's like a thousand yeah. pies a day. Yes, it, that's mm-hmm. what we do. A thousand pies in 24 hours. 24-hour production. Nuts. Yeah, so it's, it's uh, you know, I think it's that... It's quite that, an orchestrated yeah. event. Is it like and a pumpkin pie kind of setup? It's pumpkin pie, salted caramel apple pie, bittersweet chocolate pecan pie, and the salty honey pie. All four flavors are done. We've been doing those pretty consistently since year one or two. Our first year, that was kind of a, well, it wasn't a failure, but it was kind of disappointing because we we had no idea how many pies we would bake. We were baking with one oven and a tiny little kitchen that we built. And And basically no staff. Yeah, like a handful of people helping, like friends, basically. Yeah, it was rough. (laughs) Basically like roping friends in to prep apples. We closed the business because we were like, if we're going to even execute a hundred pies a day in this little shop, we can't really be serving customers and serving pies. So we had people at that point, like word had gotten out and, um, you know, through press and through a few different things that attention that came our way, people started lining up and they still do to this day, line up at 6am, 7am, 5am. I think one woman said she got up at 4am to drive from New Jersey to come get her pie. <laughs> it's just yeah. effing awesome yeah so there's yeah. nothing nothing and then and you can imagine we were we were completely awestruck we're awestruck because we certainly didn't expect that sort of turnout with this sort of what is really truthfully a humble little pie shop just sort of started in Gowanus Brooklyn sort of off the beaten path and uh, I think that was the point that we knew that we were onto something um, and that we had a lot of work ahead of us if we were going to grow from 400 pies to 4500 4, yeah. pies seven years later, eight years later. I don't know about you, but for me, when I see an email from a customer that's like, you know, I used your product, made it, made something, uh-huh. 
for somebody and it just killed it. It yeah. doesn't get old. No, like, no. It's like, it's like yeah. the, I don't know, it's like the, the it's, best part it's of the totally whole thing. It's yeah. totally authentic. It's totally true to like why, you know, like we wrote a cookbook. Why did we do that? People told us, don't make, make your, you can't give your recipes away so that they work. You can't share what you're doing with people, which was ridiculous. I'm like, why would we make a book full of recipes that don't work? It would totally ruin our reputation. <laughs> and the book and teaching and sharing what we do has been one of the most gratifying and absolutely, I think, one of the the, the things that contributes to to our success because people that that uh, don't get to come have the pie, they get to, they can buy the book and experience it themselves. Yeah. And, you know, we, certainly we have social media and Instagram and, and all those things to kind of share pictures and that sort of stuff but really like sitting down and teaching people uh you know what you're doing and the things that the tips and tricks that you did to get it to work because that's all we're all doing even if we're a trained chef or even if we go to culinary school or we've you know uh whatever we're self-taught we were home bakers but you know and we kind of always stay true to that we, you know I, I wouldn't call myself a pastry chef by any stretch so what's in the inventing room? What's in the inventing room? Yeah, what do we got coming? That coming up? Yeah. Oh. What's in the, what's in the well, like, we what's, have like, some... what's the thing that's closest that... That we want to... Well, we did just relaunch a bunch of new things. Actually, we just went through a huge round of testing because we opened a new location. So I can mention some of those. But there's a few little that are, that are still in the wings because they didn't quite get finished for this. But um, the hojicha custard has been really popular. What's that? So hojicha is roasted green tea. That sounds funky. Yeah, it's good. That came out of travels. We've been recently traveling to Japan uh, for projects, and um, hojicha is very commonly drank in Japan. It's like the tea that they drink all day, like you know, and kids drink it too because it doesn't have caffeine. But it's this roasty, toasty kind of a know, little warm, bit caramelly. Yeah, beautiful. Really nice. We work with a really excellent tea company from Japan called Ipoto, and they are. A 300-year-old tea company that makes these beautiful teas. So we bring those over and the, we make it into a very simple custard. And it's fun because nobody seems to know what hojicha is here. So we're kind of introducing this uh, thing. Cool. Yeah, that's and I like that. I really like educating people about ingredients through the pies. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, we also we also did some kind of fun, more really approachable things. We did a pie called Buckeye, um, which is based on this dessert from Ohio called the Buckeye. It's the Buckeye State. Um, oh, I got it. Yeah, so it's this peanut butter chocolate uh, little confection that I guess looks like a buck's eyeball, but it's also a tree nut. I don't know. Anyway, we Sounds thought it was bizarre. a delicious combo. Yeah, yeah so we like the best thing to yeah. come from Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. So our head our head pie baker's from Ohio actually. She brought some home from her, one of her trips there, and we're like, like this would make a great like because peanut butter and chocolate. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like you know, it's obviously going to be delicious, but we wanted to do something that had like a little ref- reference to something that was special and that texture. The, the it's just peanut butter with powdered sugar, but it's this kind of really dense texture and then a thick layer of chocolate, and they put some salt and peanut on top so desert island pie sour cherry <sighs> I, I i don't know if i can answer that i know i should be able to i mean apricot those two apricot yeah we really apricot. are we gonna bust out in a fight right now over the desert island pie well i just that was that one so, i mean i i, I didn't think apricot. there'd be many answers that she would give that would surprise me but that one surprised me we don't make it because it's harder to get apricots, i mean apricots are delicious i love apricot that, that's pie. like my favorite stone fruit apricot. when they're right on oh my god yeah here in new york Ooh, we, on, i mean man. we do get awesome. them good here in new york but some but not every year so we and yeah. they're very pricey so if we make an app yeah both of those are really expensive pies actually yeah. because they're such um, so apricot expensive. 
Or sour cherry. Or together. Those Come are good on, Melissa. <laughs> All right. I'm going to... I thought rhubarb was... Yeah, I mean, I'm going to... My go-to mm. is a rhubarb. Um, you know, in South Dakota, where we grew up, rhubarb is one of the few things that grows that, like, fruit-wise, that you can actually make pie out of. Rhubarb is not even a fruit, but whatever. But um, it grows really prevalently there, and so it, it was a big part of our childhood. Did that whet your appetite? Head over to panacooking.com or download our app. Up next on Salt to Taste. I, th- I gave up everything to go up. Everything. Families, like time. You know, yeah. it was nonstop. It was just like endless. This episode was produced and mixed by Misha Youssef with help from Stephanie Rausch.